It's a blessing to be in the house of the Lord with you today. I feel kind of like I've intruded into an awesome, glorious time in the Lord. Amen? And uh, I felt like I already paid to God in, but I didn't. Amen? But it's been good to be here already this morning. Glorious time. Uh, God's so good. He's so good. So many uh, smiling faces, friends from days gone by, and uh, such a good spirit. Uh, I believe a, uh, a deaf man, lame man, crazy man could preach if he is called at all. Amen. Uh, in an atmosphere like this. So, you know, uh, it's just good to be here. God's blessed. So good. I will tell you, he did name uh, his bird dog after me. After I married his daughter, he named his bird dog after me. I don't know if it was trying to get back at me or what. I come in and he said his name's Rusty. And <laughs> but he has been one awesome father-in-law and I love him with all my heart. And like I say, Daddy, I came in a while back over at Old Path and Brother Toby, your pastor, I was watching him. I kind of watch pastors when they're at the church where they are kind of overseeing. And I watched him and I thought, Lord, just bless him real good. I could see him feeling and working and trying to do his best for the glory of God. And I walked an old path one night, I guess about a year ago, something like that. And Brother Toby got up and he began to preach. And he didn't know it, but boy, you're talking about feeding an old boy that needed feeding. He fed my soul. Oh, thank God. That man preached the gospel, I tell you. And Brother Toby, thank you for preaching, for preaching the word. All right, I'll shut up and let's get in the word of God called time flying by. How many glad to be here with y'all? Amen. Yeah, I'm glad to be here too, amen. Thank the Lord. That's right. Praise God. Take your Bible. Let's turn, if you would, to Second Timothy chapter four in God's Word. We'd like to read down to verse four and then uh if we could uh, let's read verse 7 and verse 8. Amen. We'll just go down and read to verse 8. Praise the Lord. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Amen. Verses 1 through 8. When you find your place, would you stand with us in reverence to the reading of God's Word? Amen. An Old Testament tradition. Amen. That we need to hold on to. Amen. Paul said, I charge thee, and he's talking to Timothy, therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, and His appearing and His kingdom. Preach the Word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having each in ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day and not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. Would you bow your heads with us and let us pray. Father, we need You this morning. And Lord, we thank You for the treasures that we have heard 
and been able to rejoice in, Lord, in this service already today. Lord, I pray that You'd bless the reading of Your Word. Lord, You know what needs to be said. You know what needs to be implanted in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives. And Lord, by the Holy Ghost of God, only can it do and make a difference. Father, bless this church, the humble pastor, and these men of God and women, boys and girls, that has made this possible. Lead us now, Lord, if there's one lost, that they'd get saved. If there's one backslid, that'd be renewed. If there's one loaded, about to lay it down and quit, that they'd be encouraged and lifted up by the Word of God. In Christ Jesus we all say, Amen. And Amen. You may be seated. I covet your prayers. Because without the Holy Spirit of God, there'll be no preaching out of this vessel. Only through the Holy Spirit of God is preaching done. Speaking can be done. Good orators. I've said under many a good professor that can do a great job. But until the Holy Spirit of God anoints the mind and the heart and the tongue, He can't do the job. Amen? That's right. So I'd like for just a few moments, by the grace of God, and I'll try to step out of your way. There is such thing as a I get called an attention span. A good speaker always knows when to stand, uh, when to speak, and when to shut up. Amen. And so we want to be, a, by the grace of God, a good speaker. I'd like to preach for a little while a good fight for a godly cause. That's what Paul I was in some way was saying in Second uh, Timothy chapter uh, four. Amen. Uh, according to God's word, a good fight for a godly cause. I don't have to tell you, amen, the attack that we are under in America today. If you've got any sense at all, Granny used to call it hog sense. Amen? That's right. That's what she'd say. If you got any hog sense, you know what we're facing already. Amen? And so I believe with all my heart, the church world knows what we're facing. Amen? And I'm glad this morning that God's people can stand, amen, where Brother Paul said stand, and just do God's business the way He's pleased with it. Amen. Brother Paul charged Timothy before God and Jesus Christ. And if He will be true, that later the charge will bring a crown of righteousness. Now there's about four areas I'd like for us to go in chapter 4. And if you're taking notes, I want you to be able to write down the first thing is a word and its manifestation. In other words, not just a word, and the word is left, amen, as a, a fleshly thing or a carnal thing. You know, I could say the building's on fire, but if you sit there and don't smell no smoke and you don't see no flame and nobody hears the fire alarm go off, it's just a word. Amen. 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 But when you say the building's on fire and smoke comes boiling out and you see flames flying up and the fire alarm's going off, it's a high. That's fire! Amen. Woo! <laughs> hallelujah! I'll tell you what I love. I love the anointing of the Holy Ghost of God in the midst of the pulpit and the man of God and the Lord coming down and the Spirit moving and God's Word alive! Amen. Paul said, preach it! And so I'm glad there 
is a word and its manifestation. According to God's word. That's what he said in verse 1 and 2. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Can I say to you this morning that preaching the Word of God is not pounding somebody over the head. It's not telling them how sorry and low down they are every time you get up behind this podium. Amen. The preaching of the Word, it brings a, a realization and a reality of who you are and what you are. And don't nobody have to knock you in the head. The Holy Spirit will convince you. Amen. That's why the devil hates it. He hates the preach word. <laughs> I thought about that little boy Brother Toby is speaking to. And then that lady that said God had saved her ten years ago. The Holy Spirit brings conviction. And Paul knew that and he was standing firm. And he was telling young Timothy, preach the Word. Preach the Word, Timothy. Don't let it just be a Word. Let it be a Word with manifestation. Power. The Holy Spirit of God. And so there is something we must do in this good fight for a godly cause. We must keep the Word pure. Keep the Word pure. Now, I know you think, well, now He's going to go to the different versions of the Bible. No, I'm not. That's your business what you use. I'm not a dictator. So therefore I can't uh, say you can't have one of the kind I don't agree with or kind maybe I might not like. But I'll say one thing. If you keep taking the octane out of gasoline when you hit a hill, there's going to be something you're going to hear. Right. What is it, folks? What do you hear when you hit a hill after too much octane has been took out of the field? What do you hear? Clatter, clatter, clatter! What's the matter? Amen. Thank God. And somebody wondering why folks can't live right, why preachers can't do right, why churches can't act right. Amen. Too much clatter and not enough octane in the Word. Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. When your pastor preaches on hell, shout about it. You're not going if you're saved. Amen. He preaches on tithing. Thank God God owns everything He's got. Shout about it and give more. That's right. The Word with manifestation. Oh, Paul said it's got to be a pure Word. got to be a pure Word because anything other than a pure Word won't do. Keep it pure. Amen. Not just a pure Word, but he said a powerful Word. Now, why would it need to be a powerful Word? Well, there's a lot of churches that'll tell you, you know, just come as you are and just do as you please. Put your name on the roll and we'll all get along fine. We will as long as we're here and in the flesh. But when we face the God of heaven, things may change. Hey, that's right, brother. Paul said, wait a minute. Keep the word pure, but keep it powerful because it's got to reprove. It's got to rebuke. Amen. Amen. That's right. It's not just for soothing and pampering and petting. Did you know we got one of the biggest nurseries in most local churches that you have ever seen? It's not back yonder. It's out here. 
Somebody sitting there sitting around, they didn't call me to say. They didn't ask me to preach. Yeah. They didn't want me to get up and do this or that. Get in, go for God, and don't ask for nobody to back you. Just do the job. Paul said, I'm so glad that I can have a good fight for a godly call. Amen. Keep the word pure. Keep it powerful to reprove, rebuke, and exhort the right things. And then keep it persistent. You know what's good about God's Word is it's not just pure and it's not just powerful. It's persistent. So many church people today in the world we live in are not persistent. They're here today and gone tomorrow. They'll get excited about this man or this man or this man or that church or this church or the other church, but the first kind of little bump in the road and they're gone. You don't see them anymore. Paul said, be instant in season and out of season. In church, out of church. In hard times and the good times. When it's cloudy, when it's clear, when they love you and when they don't. Amen. I'm glad it'll do for any occasion. Persistent. How persistent are you in the Word of God? How persistent are you in the church where you attend? How persistent are you in the ministry? Amen. I'm telling you this morning, there is a good fight for a godly cause, but the Word in its manifestation must be real. Number two, look at what the Word says. Verse 3, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall heap to themselves teachers having eaten ears. Can I say to you this morning with all the love and the unction God had given you, we're not looking at that down the road. It's here now. It is here now. It is facing our churches, our pastors, our nation. I want you to know Paul said... I want to know about the will of man. I want to know about his character and his conscience. That's what Paul was saying in chapter 4 and in verse 3. Because he said they will not endure sound doctrine. The character of that individual and the rest of verse 3, amen, not only the character, but the conscience of that individual. Can I say to you this morning, a lot of times in our society, and I don't know if you're faced with it here, but where I come from, about a fourth of the church is sitting there, living together, not married in the sight of God. Amen! And somebody somewhere told them it was alright to live that way. And I had to come back and stand before them and straighten it out. Amen! I'm saying to you, shacking up won't do the job. Living together is a sin. Amen! That's exactly right. Paul said, wait a minute. Amen. The character of an individual and the conscience of an individual determines where they stand with God. Amen. 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 If you 
this morning could say amen to Dr. Paul or Brother Paul when he says the will of man, our old character needs to be in Christ. Look at what the Word said in Ephesians, I believe it is, chapter 2. I want us to look at these wills of mankind because I want you to understand what you're dealing with when you walk out of this building and you begin this good fight or this good fight for a godly cause and you're standing before a person like that, you'll understand, first of all, you've got to deal with their character. Amen. You've got to find out where they are. Yeah. Who they are. What they believe in. Amen. Where they're grounded. If you're not, if you don't have any idea or anything about that, you don't know where to start working. Amen. And Paul said, I want to know about the character, amen, of these individuals. And so in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 3, look what the Bible says. Amen. And you hath he quakened who were dead in trespasses and sins. This is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. 1 through 3. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Amen. Now Paul's saying what? He's saying don't get up on your hours. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Don't be afraid to get your shoes a little soft. Don't be afraid somebody's going to see you with so and so or doing this. Just get in the gutter and get it done for the glory of God and let God be blessed. Amen. A lot of folks get in the church house and they don't get out of the four walls. Come on. The devil will tell you just as he told me. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. One of these guys walked in and he was shacking up with a drug addict. She's a beautiful woman. He was a nice looking fella. We preached that morning. He walked down the aisle, him and her. Nobody knew him. They walked in off the street, off the highway 79. They bowed in the altar. I walked over where he's at. Him and her together, and I said, Sir, I said, What is your name? He said, James. I said, James, why'd you come? He said, I ain't got an idea in the world. He said, I don't know. Don't know. I said, James, did something move you off the pew? Did something tell you you had a need in your life? He said, Yeah. Yeah, I did. I said, uh, Where did it hit you, James? He said, Right there. Yeah. I said, James, are you lost? He said, I'm lost. He said, preacher. He said, I'm a mean, sorry little damn man. He said, I don't know God. James got saved in that altar. Yeah. The little girl that he was living with, she got right too. They got married. And a couple of weeks I performed a double wedding where him and another couple was shaking up. Then I just told him flat and blunt, it's sin. Amen. I don't know where you got it at, but you're better than this. Yeah. Get your act together and get with God. My wife said they'll leave. They'll all leave. And she said, uh, I don't know what else you can do. I said, I don't either. So I'm going to do what I know to do. I'm going to tell them the truth. <laughs> and if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Old Josh got up. He weighed about 300 pounds. And that little girl he's living with, Renee, and they all got up on the stage and we had a double win. And I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. We're fighting a good fight for a godly cause. Yeah. <laughs> James got up the next Sunday morning. He stood there just an old country boy. 
And he said, folks, I don't know what to do. He said, I ain't never felt this good in my life. He said, whoa! He said, I'm telling you, this is the best thing I ever had. Hey, it's a good fight for a godly cause. Don't give up. Don't back off. Head it headlong for the glory of God. So, hurry, Russ, hurry. We've looked at his character. Amen. What about the conscience? Let's look at, uh, if we could, 1 Timothy chapter 4, 1 and 2. Can we do that this morning? Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 1, uh, verse 4 and 2. Amen. I believe it is. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Look what he said. Now we're talking about, we've discussed the character. How we used to be a sinner, but now we're saved. We were saved by grace through faith in Him, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. That's the only way to do it. It's not anything we can do. Ain't no big eyes and little ears in this place. We're all in the same boat. We better do some paddling, brother. She's in rough water. Paddle! Pray! So the Bible said this about the conscience. Bible said this about the conscience in First Timothy chapter four one and two. Now the Spirit speaketh freshly that in the latter times, that's now, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Any of y'all know any folks like that? I do. I know quite a few of them. I sure do. Speaking lies and hypocrisies, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. I'm saying to you this morning, when the Supreme Court said it was good for lesbians and gays to marry, we're living in dangerous times. Amen. There's a lying spirit in the highest offices of the land. That's exactly right. They're seducing spirits. And when you walk in this place, you better guard it with all your might. Amen. Your character and your conscience. That's exactly right. When somebody gets up and they go to preaching something that's not gospel, I believe this man would be the first to tell you, hey man, that's not right. But you know what? You've got something built inside you called your conscience. And it will deal with you on every issue of your life. Thank God for that conscience. Thank God for that Holy Ghost power and that conscience. Well, let's look if we could. Hey, man, at, uh, let's look at First Peter chapter three, fifteen and sixteen. Can we do that this morning? First Peter, and then we're going to close. Hey, man, in God's word, if I can flip to it this morning. First Peter, hey, man, chapter chapter three, fifteen and sixteen. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16 said this, Now this is your conscience being where it ought to be with the Lord. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Amen. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience... That whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed, 
Amen. That falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. Paul is talking about the will of man. The character and the conscience. You can have a good conscience. You can have a good character. And you can be the kind of person God can say that's the kind of individual that will fight a good fight for a godly cause. Amen. Amen. That's exactly right. That's what Paul was saying. Hallelujah this morning. But let's look at one other place uh, by the grace of God. Well, let's just go to uh, point number three. Not only the Word and its manifestation, we know it's pure and powerful and persistent. Amen. We know about the will of man, the old Adamic character. Amen. But his character and his conscience. But what about our worship and what it means? What about our worship and what it means? I mean, I believe with all my heart all you'd have to do was just holler glory a time or two this morning. I believe this place will left here. Yeah. Amen. I really do. I believe this place would ignited and just went on the glory. Amen. Yeah. I mean, that's something to cherish, brother. Amen. Amen. When you're in a desert place where there's no power, there's no spirit, there's no love, there's no joy, that's a rough ride. When you get together like this, Lord have mercy. It's just like reaching down in an old honey barrel and just giving it up like that. You know, it just runs down. It's a good fight for a godly cause because it's our worship and what it means to us. Paul said, it's my worship. It's your worship too, but it's my worship. I watched uh, old brother James Powers as he stood, stood up on the choir and old tears rolling down his cheek and he was vibrating, you know, that old chin vibrating. He and I grew up like brothers more than cousins. And I thought, Lord... One day after a while, we won't just get together like this and then have to depart. We'll all go our separate ways. You'll do your best at your church and at your church and at your church and at your church. You'll do your best in your home and on your job and in your community, even though you see it crumbling and falling in around you and more sin going on than you can do anything about, seem like. And you just go home bowing your knees and say, God, help our nation. Oh God, help our country. God, give our churches the strength to stand and not fall by the wayside. Amen. Help us, Lord, to be faithful. Oh, Paul said, this is what it means to me. It's my way of life. It's my meat and my drink. It's not a chore. It's not a habit. It's a reality. Amen. I've heard people say, well, I just got out of the habit. Well, no wonder you did. I'll tell you one thing. You go without food for about four or five days and see what the first thing on your mind is. Unless you're dead, it'll be eaten. That's right. And you know that's the way it is if you're born again believer. First thing on your mind is church. I got to go eat, praise the Lord. So Paul said here, 
He said, uh, our worship and what it means to us. Why? Because the system and our method. Now, what is the system and our method? Well, it's according to Paul's reading and his word. Let's look what he said in verse 3 or verse 4. And they shall turn away their ears from truth and shall be turned into fables. Amen. Paul said, that's not our system and our method of worship. He said, our system and our method of worship is sound doctrine in the Word of God. Amen. Don't preach me something that's not biblical and not in the Scripture. Don't try to cram something down my throat that's not written in black and white on the pages of God's Word. Amen. Now if it's on the pages of God's Word in black and white and you preach it and I won't live by it, I'm sinning. Because the Bible said, He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin. Amen. But if I'll do my best by the grace of God, then I find that there is, amen, a precious anointing of the Lord and I feel that peace of God in my heart. So Paul said, wait a minute, he said, this is, uh, this is our way of worshiping, what it means to us. And he said, so our system and our method is sound doctrine in the Word of God. Let's look at what that really means and really stands for in Colossians chapter 3. If you turn there with me in Colossians chapter 3 and verses 16 and 17, let's look at those verses together. Let's go back and look at verse 14 too and then we'll close. This is talking about a good fight for a godly cause and we're on point three, our worship and what it means to us. Now if it don't mean nothing to you, and you can go to church and it wouldn't matter if the Holy Ghost of God showed up or not, you'd still go through the same old form and fashion. Then it probably won't matter to you what I'm preaching. But when you go and you've been out all week long trying to win a sinner to Jesus, and that sinner walks through the door. Oh, yeah. And you sit down in the pew by them and you put your arm around them and you say, you're going to love what you hear in our singing. <laughs> you're going to like what you hear in our preacher. You're going to love what you hear in our testimony service. And oh, if you ever get down there in that altar, that prayer service is really good. <laughs> Amen? That's what Paul was saying! It's my worship and what it means to me. And I don't want to change it. I want it to stay like it is. Amen. And so Paul said here in Philippians, Amen, God's Word of Colossians chapter 3 and verse 14, and above all these things put on charity, that's love, which is the bond of perfectness. Amen. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you are called in one body and be you thankful. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly and all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual science singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Now that is the system and the method that we use. The love of God is number one. And then the leadership of God is number two. (laughs) If you take the love of God number one and the leadership of God number two, you don't need number three. (laughs) Everything else will fall in place. (laughs) You shouting, folks, don't quit shouting. You praying, folks, don't quit praying. You crying, folks, don't quit crying. You ever looked out across the auditorium and everybody's sitting there and dried, you know, and 
Every muscle in their face was just stern. Like... Yep. But yep. then you look over here and you got somebody, they're all messed up. Their face just all messed up. They're sitting there and they just big old tears running down their cheek. And yep. you think, boy, I don't know what they're doing, but I'd sure like to sneak over on the people where they had and just sit down and get some of what they got. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Don't be ashamed to cry. Amen. Don't be ashamed to wave your hand. Don't be ashamed to shout glory. Don't be ashamed to patch your foot. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, just do some foot patting. Amen. Come, lead a carpet for the glory of God and holler amen a little bit for Him. And God will bless you. Amen. Amen. It's better felt than told. Somebody said, well, I like the way you're telling it. Yeah, but you'd like, like a lot better the way you feel it. <laughs> I do my best in my telling, but I'll tell you what, you'll enjoy a whole lot better if you're just going to feel it. <laughs> That's right. And so Paul said here, the system and our method is sound doctrine in the Word, love and leadership of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth in God. In other words, there's nothing else better. Second Peter chapter 3 in God's Word. Look at what he said, if we could, this morning in Second Peter chapter 3 in God's precious Word. If we can find that by the grace of God this morning. Second Peter chapter 3. Alright. Look at what he said. Very important. Amen. Concerning the Spirit of God in truth. And if you'll look at verse 17 and 18, I believe it'll give you a better understanding. The Bible said this in Scripture. He said, uh, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory and now and forever. And look at verse 16. He said, As also in His epistle, speaking, Amen, speaking in them of these things which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable wrestle as they do, also the other Scriptures unto their own destruction. Amen. Paul said, in other words, there's something bigger than me and something bigger than you in this thing, and it's called the Holy Spirit of God. This is a spiritual book, and it's spiritually discerned. The letter killeth, but the Spirit maketh alive. I sat under some great professors at, uh, down at uh, the college where I attended, and uh, I enjoyed it. I sat down one night, and I believe about the second night I was there, and I was a country pumpkin. They knew it. I didn't have to tell nobody. I showed it on everything I'd done. And uh, I sat down there, and this man got up, and he started talking about the northern and the southern tribes of Israel, Toby. And I'd never heard a lot of teaching in, in that area. And I was sitting there with my mouth hanging open, and I thought, wow, I love that. That's good. I wonder if this guy's a born-again believer or if he's just got a lot of book knowledge. You know, I wonder which it is. Well, I went home that night. I came back the next week and sat down in class. And he was sitting there and he said, the room was full. I went and got me a little tape recorder because I couldn't do shorthand. I couldn't make notes quick enough to keep up with the professor. And uh, he was standing there and he said, Now, for you fellas that's got a storybook instead of a Bible... He said, you're going to have a hard time following me tonight. Amen. Whoop, 
Hallelujah. What kind of Bibles he got? Wasn't long till I knew him personally. Old brother Doug knew Pastor Church now in Carrollton, did Pastor on Carrollton, Georgia. He said, I got a King James Version Bible. sales in the months gone by. Them old rats that I've been sleeping with and that old smell of that cell that I've been staying in. But I'm about finished with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Brother Toby, God bless you men of God. Brother Nixon, that's been faithful. Amen, you men over here and there and there. Amen, ladies, boys and girls, stay with it. Yeah. Don't give up. What God said do, and He'll see you through. Paul said, "Yeah." He said, "I, I want to stand for this way of worship and what it means to me." He said, "My manner is." He said, "I go in and I'll, uh, I'll converse with you, and I'll talk with you, and I'll try to convince you what's right." He said, "If that don't work, said then I'll stand against you till the death." Because I ain't going to give in. You know, a lot of folks, they'll stand, but if they go get a little tough, they'll kind of go to caving a little bit. And they'll say, well, you know, I don't lose your friendship. Don't, don't get in trouble, you know, so I'll just kind of back off a little. That wasn't Paul's way. That wasn't his manner. No, sir. No, sir, that just wasn't his manner. They threw him out of the city, beat him high to death, threw him in prison over and over. Paul's the only man I ever know went, went, went to a place. He either had a ride or revival, one of the two. Yeah. Wasn't nothing in between, just one of the two. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> a good fight for a godly cause. Have you quit fighting the fight? Are you tired of fighting the fight? I say to you this morning, we better stand up and we better stand tall. We better tell this world and tell it plain. We do not agree with the perverted lifestyle that you are adopting or agreeing with. We do not agree with the booze and the drugs and immorality. We do not agree with the form of godliness that you are trying to cram down our throat. We will not have it. We want the real thing or nothing at all. Amen! Are you willing to die for it? Are you willing to fight for it? Paul said, hey, it's our way of life. Nothing else will do. Paul said that's our system and our method. And that's the spirit of truth that we live by. He said, now the example is in Matthew where they said, well, they draw nigh to me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. There's a lot of churches right now busting out the seams. But they're busting out the seams for the wrong reason. Amen. I say to you this morning, I encourage you, stick with what works. Stick with what's been proven good. All right, last of all, not only a word and its manifestation in a good fight for a godly cause, the will of man and the worship and what it means, Paul has made it plain down to verse 3. Amen. But then Paul says at the ending of this thing, spiritual warfare we must finish. Amen. 
No, we don't just start it and quit. We finish the work. Paul said, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. Amen. I've finished my course. I encourage you, finish the journey. Don't start and quit. Finish the journey. Praise God this morning. I like what He said in His Word. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love His appearing. There's something, folks, just down the line. If you'll stay true to God, then it will be me or somebody else. It will be God Himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, that will give you that crown of righteousness. Wow. Paul, you remember when he preached all night? You remember that? Paul was preaching. Just He knew it was his departing message and he loved them so much, Brother Toby. He just couldn't quit. Just preached all night long. And while he was preaching, a young man up in the loft fell asleep and fell out and killed himself. Paul just went over and Stretched himself out on him. <laughs> and that old boy came back to us. Mm. Boy, that's some preaching, ain't it? Amen. Preach a feller dead and preach him back to life. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hey, folks, listen. We've got the best they are. That's not any better. This is it. Amen. Amen. This is it. The Holy Ghost of Almighty God is it. And so Paul said, working with others in the ministry. Now Paul, amen, as many of you know, Paul had fell out with Mark, I believe it was, right? And Mark was just a young boy, and Mark got discouraged and got homesick and wanted to go back to his family. And uh, Paul fell out with him, and I understand Paul's feeling too. Paul was sold out. He was whole hog. Boy, you didn't run up shoulder to shoulder with Paul unless you was willing to die for the cause. That's the way it was. He said, hey boys, it's all or nothing. I, hey man, if you don't matter to me, I'm here today, gone tomorrow, if that's the Lord's will. Hey man. But later on, Paul said, uh, Luke uh, is here. He's the only one who stayed with me all the rest of the time he's left me. They got more concerned about things of the world and they bailed out on men. Hey man, uh, just tell Mark, come on down. He's profitable in the ministry. <laughs> Let me encourage you. If there's somebody in your church that's weak and kind of slow about getting in the battle and they just had not been maybe raised up like some has, don't fall out with them. Put your arm around them and yes. hug them up close. Yes. Say, Let me, let me work with you. You know that man right there worked with me. Oh, never forget we got off one time. Can I tell it? And uh, we was off in the country. I'm, I'm talking about he's preaching the boondocks, man. And we got out service that night, and I walked out in the yard and they had one of them old well pumps like this. And I'm pumping us some water in a glass so we could get a drink of water. I looked over at him and I said, How come you quit? He said, Man, I preached everything I knowed. And I said, I said, Well, it sure was good. I said, I hate to say you quit. Uh, and I mean that, Brother Dix. God bless you. <laughs> I was just, uh, I don't believe I'd even announce my calling at that time. I'd just ride with him. I told him, I said, Boy, I sure was enjoying that. It was good. Listen, 
Paul said it's a good fight for a godly cause. Work together. Learn to work together. Learn to work together, Paul said. Somebody said, yeah, but they got a, a real forked tongue. They can say things, a sharp tongue. Things that hurt will get, get tough hide. Hey, Tender heart, tough hide. Hey, Be the one that can walk up beside them and say, I know they're going to say something's going to hurt my feelings, but that's alright. i got my feelings on the blood and I'm going to win them to God. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give them to the next level. I'm going to carry them where they had not been yet. <laughs> I mean, you know, if somebody had done me like that, where would I be? That's right. Carry me to the next level, Brother Toby. I want to be carried to the next level, don't you? I want somebody to join with me that's got more uh, more insight than I have that I can be carried to the yeah, next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's work together. Paul said let's work together. Yeah, Above everything in the world, preachers, let's work together. Yeah. Deacons, work with your pastors. Yeah. Teachers, work with your Sunday school superintendents. And Sunday school superintendents, work with your teachers. And lay members, work in your church. Amen. Amen. Let's get this job done. It's a good fight for a godly cause. Let's do our best for Jesus. Would you stand, brother moderator, brother pastor? Cheers.